Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on True Story FM. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete Wright. Did you get your car? I did. <laughs> I'm okay, doing good. a happy dance. I feel like we had the story last week. We got to follow up and just know Nikki's got new wheels. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I did. I, oh, I got it. exciting. Well, and yeah. I was so happy because my husband was so supportive, and I'm like, thank you so much for like not giving me a hard time about this, and He's like, well, I pretty much just gave in. I'm like, that's great. I don't care. <laughs> that's wonderful. Thank you for being so supportive. Because I think he kind of knew that regardless, I was going to get this car. So, yeah. you know, yeah, compromise in marriage, that's right? right. It's, it's all about communication and compromise. We have such a great show. Uh, it, it has been too long uh, since we got the band back together. Uh, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about our guests. Before we jump in, though, before we get started, uh, head over to Take Control ADHD. You can get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website. I didn't even give the right website. It's TakeControlADHD.com. There's a .com you got to use. Uh, and you can subscribe to the mailing list. We'll send you an email when a new episode is released. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Take Control ADHD. And I don't know, maybe TikTok. Nikki's got oh, some geez. dance videos she's queuing up, <laughs> and uh, we are ready for ADHD TikTok. Uh, okay, you are totally <laughs> jumping the gun on that. Did I, I have did to I interrupt. That? Yes. Yeah. Oh, totally, you oversold that. Like, that's not even a thing yet. So, yeah. Oh boy. Tell now me. it's in the universe. I'm a little TikTok, scared. It's, it's the new Instagram. <laughs> it's the new, yeah. You're. It's all, we're already on the new Instagram. Can you believe it? Uh, hey, if you've ever found Found that this show has changed the way you think about ADHD or approached your life with ADHD for the better, we hope you'll consider jumping over to patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. Patreon is listener supported podcasting with a few bucks a month. You can help guarantee that we can continue to grow the show, add new features and invest more heavily in our community. Again, patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. A very special thanks to Colette and Kim and Sarah and Laura and Marianne for choosing to become new members of of the show this week and uh, it, to Micah and Amy for upgrading your pledges. Those upgrades count just as much as new memberships. Thank you so much, uh, all of you, for uh, continuing to pledge your support to what we are doing here. We could not do it without you. And uh, as a result, I am officially working on the trailer for Placeholder, the new Pete podcast, <laughs> which I hope to be able to drop the moment we hit our magic goal of 250 members. I cannot wait. I'm so excited about this show. Uh, and, you know, for 
nerds, I might have to to pick one of our guests. <laughs> we'll see if you can figure out which one to come back and talk technology with me uh, on Placeholder coming soon. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. And now let's get to the show. The Ochoa boys are back. James and Jules Ochoa are back to help us continue our celebration of ADHD Awareness Month. And this week we're talking all about how to find an ADHD pro to support you to build the team once you have received your diagnosis. Plus, they've got a sneak preview of their podcast, The Complex, which is essentially only murders in the building, but with a lot more ADHD. James and Jules, (laughs) welcome to the show. Thank you. Oh, Thanks yes. Thanks for having us. Welcome. <laughs> Back again. Yes. Uh, oh. This is very exciting. Still as storied as oh. ever. Are lots you... of lots of changes. Lots of fun uh, stuff. James, that was a that was a kind of exhausted sigh. Are you okay? Are you doing all right? <laughs> I'm really okay. I'm okay. I'm just on one of those roller coaster rides that I created once again. And so he had some uh, trouble, some tech trouble, (laughs) and I wasn't there to fix it for him. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Do we now? Okay, so if you haven't heard the episode the last time, I think it was just the last time you were here, you told us about this incredible ADHD storm that you had that has become one of my I a favorite go-to stories to describe what an ADHD storm is, the story of your audible narration. Uh, James, you are the stuff of legend, and you're such an amazing sport about all of this. Yes. Um, what is, yes, what's yes. going on? Do we have another story to tell? Uh, there's always plenty of stories to tell. <laughs> that's, the, that's the issue. Is, it's which the story, what's the story of the week, right? You know? Yeah, so a lot of this was technology. The fun storm this morning, which was just a minor startle, in my opinion, was me calling Jules at 8, 8 a.m. after he sent me the first episode. I'm like, Jules, Jules, you forgot something in the pot. He's like, Dad, slow down. Just keep listening. He <laughs> forgot. <all> there. <laughs> he, yeah. <laughs> he thought I forgot a line because we, like, went to a certain part of the episode. And and he was like, oh, my God, it's not there. I was like, give it literally 30 more seconds. Like, <laughs> like, and my wife's walking in calling me going, it's there. It's there. Just chill out. So, you know what? That is such a testament, though, to what this whole experience is. Because once you trigger through the the emotional experience of you're in a storm, it's hard to wait literally 30 more seconds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is. It is. I had to know right now. And. You know, and even then I was a little nervous and I had to listen to the podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah, it is there. Okay, I'm not. But by then you're up here already. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But I'm telling you what I've what I've been creating, certainly since Focus Forward and certainly even in the last year with all the pandemic is an enormous number of resources internally on the things that we need to do when having ADHD. So, yes, I'm still on shiny object chasing syndrome uh, for lots of resourcing inside. So I'm happy to talk about those as well. I I do also want to say that uh, referencing back to the storm of the narration that he had had, uh, we did poke fun at that in the in the podcast that we're releasing. (laughs) You got to be. You got to be. We didn't quite. We didn't quite get his permission before we wrote that into the script. Uh, and we just wanted to see how he reacted. And I was reading it going, oh, oh it's there. Oh, okay, I guess it's yeah. <laughs> me doing that again. I, we have a, a dear friend and, and uh, a frequent guest on the show who is fond of saying, I am the grateful recipient of life's unfairness. And uh, that is yeah. uh, that is one of my favorite little mantras. 
on these kinds of, of days. So oh, thank it. you for that. Well, Nikki, you, uh, you set this up. You have ideas here? Well, I, I want to ask, because it has been uh, a few months since James has been on the show, and it's been even longer with James and Jules talking about the complex. So why don't we start, uh, James, well, telling us a little bit about what these resources are. What have you been doing in the last week? Or last week. What have you been doing in the last seven days? I've been doing <laughs> Yes, well, there's been a yeah. lot. That's for Within sure. the last, you know, years, what I meant to say, of course. Well, I think, you know, as as I continue to dive into uh, the conundrums on ADHD spectrum, right? They're just, they never stop. They just fold into themselves and make new uh, strange uh, stories and storms we go through. And a lot of the resourcing to me has to do with what I'm uh, what I'm calling going forward, intervention fatigue syndrome, where people are just tired of reaching for help all the time. And so you have to constantly evolve your resources is really what we're talking about. So if my, one of my current ones is I'm obsessed with, uh, and I can easily use the words obsessed now, in a normal conversation, it's not a problem. I'm obsessed with breathing, okay, and learning how to breathe in different ways. And I'm using that as, as a huge meditative kind of mantra space uh, for me in the morning. Uh, continue to use pretty dynamically my emotional safe place, mental support group inside my own head. Uh, but really using environment around me to customize my resources. So whether it's art, um, I moved my office home in the last year. It was a huge shift. Uh, and going all online, but I probably have at least, I have about a 10 by 11 office room at home, and I probably have 100 pieces of art. Oh, I see some behind you. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Yes, and those are, you know, that's what actually the one over there is the original from the Focus Forward. I uh, thought that looked familiar. Okay. (laughs) So, but the resourcing has a lot to do with what you're going to hear words like customizing. You really have to personalize and customize your resources that are very unique to you. And so you can take the ones that you currently use. And uh, I'm fascinated by watching the patterns roll, you know, on which ones I use when. So I'm also swimming at a Barton Springs, which is 71 degrees cold water. So I'm very much into cold water therapy now. Uh, anything to kind of shock our systems or to really help us to pay attention and resource. But I still think at the end of the day, some of my newer stuff is really going to be the simplicity of, I think we're doing meditation wrong in teaching it in the ADHD world, not to call anyone out in that space. I just don't think we start with five, 10, 20 minutes of timing. You start with pauses. You start with micro meditations. You start with these little bitty meditations that are breaths that you take deliberately on purpose to recenter and reset yourself. So that might give you a little bit of my thinking, Nikki. Does that help mm-hmm. as far as ideas? Oh, for absolutely. Yeah. Well, so as as you guys know, and, and what we've been doing in the last few weeks is celebrating ADHD Awareness Month. And uh, so you bring up actually... My next question, one of the things that we do want to talk about is what to look for uh, with an ADHD professional. But what what I'm really interested in with what you just said is if somebody's newly diagnosed and they're not really sure what resources to look at or where to go, because as I have experienced with some of my clients, they get the diagnosis and then they get a medication and then they're sent out the door. 
Uh, so any thoughts around that newly diagnosed person of, of what they might be able to or where they might be able to go or whatever I'm trying to say here? <laughs> yes. Well, no. And immediately what happens there is um, when you're newly diagnosed, it's just a, uh, an enormous plethora of information coming at you. And it's uh, in some ways, it's impossible to stop what I call the emotional tidal wave of the what if you know, the grief response of like, I should have known this 20 years ago, or what happened 10 years ago. Um, but to begin to customize what really works for you, uh, for your support team, I'll first tell you what not to do. Okay, you won't go and spend an enormous amount of money on too many support people. This is one of the major issues. I, I My wife could probably calculate the amount of money I've lost in the last 20 years on attempting support systems that weren't effective. And so the effectiveness of your support systems would look like, okay, talk it out with a friend, talk it out with person who diagnosed you, potentially your therapist, come up with the, the three to five major areas in your life that are really disrupted by the diagnosis. So is this parenting? Is it my own self-care? Is it my organization? And you begin to experiment in those areas with what's going to work for you. So uh, you don't necessarily go hire an organizational coach for six months and just try to run at it. You, know, you might meet with them once or twice and begin to be curious about, well, how do I organize naturally? What really works for me? But you be careful not to break the bank because it's so easy to do in the support and reaching for help with ADHD. So it's really stopping to say, okay, what areas are really being disrupted? Which ones would really make a difference to me in my life and make a change? And sometimes that can be asked by those around you. So spouses and other folks can say, oh, well, if you had X, Y, and Z in gear, that would sure be helpful to me or to the family system. And those are the things you go after. And so my work is still incredibly customized and directed and action-oriented. And um, I really, my favorite clients are the newly diagnosed who are learning new information. Uh, I have several of those in my practice right now. And, and we talk about, okay, let's not run ahead too fast. And But one of the first things you want to include in that new support system piece is a level of mindfulness, right? Or meditation or being able to pause your mind and slow down. There's just no, uh, there's no substitute for that. Uh, so I think that has to be a part of the plan to begin with. Education has to be part of the plan. So you're customizing the areas that are really disruptive. Make sure you include mindfulness and education about what this really is. Certainly, I'm biased toward my book, Focus Forward, as telling the story of what I believe ADHD is. Um, but you want stories that feel real, that feel pragmatic, that don't feel staged. They don't feel uh, cookie cutter. Uh, you want to really be able to understand your own condition. Does that help some? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and it's interesting because when you first started talking about it, you you mentioned the what if. Uh, and what I see a lot with my clients is they, they're hopeful because they want to try something different or they want to try to customize something. But the thing that's holding them back is still this emotional piece of I've tried it before. It didn't work. Uh, here I am. Why do I want to set myself up for this again? You know, so any um, where does the mindfulness come into that play? Well, the mindfulness would come in on 
if you have that what if that comes up and it stops you or you feel like you're frozen or you can't take that step, okay? So this may be almost an opposite sometimes of what people say to do with that. I tell people to look right at that freeze or that survival response and start breathing slowly. You can use, uh, uh, you know, breathing four in and breathing four out. You can use, I use a five breath pressure technique where you breathe five breaths in and out deeply. You hold your last breath out and your last, and then you take a full breath in and hold it. Any of those are going to begin to calm the limbic system and the response of the body. And then interestingly, as, as you're staring at that freeze response of what if, what, I just can't do this, I really can't get to that. Then you start asking yourself very simply open-ended questions. I wonder how I could call that person or I wonder how I could just take one step toward it in a way I've never thought about before. See, the key element, which you're going to hear more about, uh, I do believe there's a second book in me, probably in a year, year and a half. Okay, that's out in the universe as well. And it will be written entirely on TikTok. That's that's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and do you want to believe we already have the name for it? That's the weirdest part of this book. I think that uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it because it's in stone and it's it is not moved. At the beginning, at least of the title is going to be when the shiny wears off. Oh, I Ooh. love that. Okay. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Because when, you, when you've done everything you need to do and can do for ADHD and you're still trying and it's hard, what do you do when you're just exhausted? Okay. When the things, because the shinies do wear off. So, you know, so if you go back to that space of looking at a freeze response and being curious, the key this is such a simple key. When you're curious, you start asking open-ended questions not analytical questions or intellectual questions of what do I already know? It's like, how can I see this in a way I haven't thought about before? It is the simplest neuroscience process to get into creativity and exploration. And then you have these little insights that pop up and you go, oh my God, I never thought about doing this or that. I think a really key um, component of that that might not be explicit for people is that a lot of times people will ask why or what, right? They'll say, why is this happening? Or, or not even what, like, why is this happening? And like, you know, I just getting into that emotional space of it. What they need to be asking instead is what or how, right? What can I do to get to this place? How can I get around this roadblock? Um, because that space, for one, keeps them in an action-oriented space, but it also brings about this curiosity that James is talking about in trying to, you know, use that ADHD mind, that hyper-curiosity or that hyper-intellectualism, like right, um, to be able to get around these roadblocks that you keep hitting. So it's what could I do about this in a way I've never thought about before? Put the open-endedness at the end of it, and that engages the mind into a place of exploration. And Otherwise, the limbic system survival instinct just can shut you down so fast. But I really mm -hmm. like what Jules just talked about there. Mm -hmm. I do, too, because it actually uh, puts a different spin on when you hear somebody say, oh, I really love to do research, right? I have a lot of clients who say, I love to do research. I love to learn new things. Well, what a great way to say, OK, let's take that love and passion into your ADHD and, and be more curious about where these where these freezes are. Yeah, that's great. I think that's really important too. I, I just keep sort of reflecting on that first experience, you know, that post-diagnosis experience and and reflect on my own experience. When I found out, I I went just 
bonkers. I mean, bananas, collecting resources and articles and journals I never read. And, you know, I, I just I, I collected, collected, collected. And so when you said earlier, James, that you're focused on on that sort of fatigue, that is exactly mirrors my experience. It mirrors my experience to the point where I, I frustrated myself with overwhelm and the ADHD kicked in, uh, you know, on overdrive. And then I I simply right. I, I tossed it for a couple of years. Right. Mm-hmm. I just lived right. in frustration again right. because I was just so tired of, right. of I didn't have a, I wasn't able to approach it from that perspective of curiosity. Mm-hmm. It felt like a job. It felt like I would be doing a disservice right. to future Pete by not putting everything I have into collecting and understanding the world. And Pete, the challenge with that is, right, we're coming at it with the underactive executive functioning. So the planning, prioritizing, evaluating of how much information, when is off gear. And so we just dive in and we overwhelm ourselves. And so, you know, the, you know, statements I use are, I have all the time I need for this. Okay. One of my favorite ones when I'm rushing is I hurry slowly. Okay. So it's just this being able to hold myself in gear and I can, okay, this is a really important diagnosis because with the newly diagnosed, you're right, Pete, it's just like overwhelm. It's like, it's a new shiny object in an incredibly important way, but also can be enormously overwhelming and intriguing and enlightening, but uh, overwhelming. I want to point something. So I always love analyzing my dad, James, <laughs> right? Uh, and and, and figuring out like how he's saying In things, motion right? here. Because, <laughs> internationally, because, across the world. Go ahead, Jules. Uh, so, well, something that's so interesting with what you said when, when you're saying something like, I hurry slowly, right? Um, you're accepting the fact that you're willing to hurry or that you're wanting to hurry, right? You're not denying yourself that that almost like, you know, desire of wanting to hurry. Oh no, that I have no choice. I'm procrastinating. I'm at the last minute. But you're doing it in a, in a different way, right? You're, you're very like carefully spinning that to where you're not taking it away from yourself so that you go into this whole denial, you know, kind of combative phase. Um, But you're also like changing your perspective so that you can, you can keep doing it. So reverse analysis now for dad to son, right? It's only fair game, right? So if any, if anyone's noticed, you know, my son has a, a few more analytical skills because he he's just completed his master's in behavior analysis. Congratulations. So, congratulations. <laughs> I just have to pull that out. It's like I can see that in him. And now with our conversation. Thank yeah. you. Thank I you feel like much. we've watched him blossom. Like he was just starting two years ago or something. Like he was just the last time he was on the show. It was just the beginning. But it's, yeah. 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 See what your show does right. for people is so incredible, Nikki. I, get, I guess I'll just say it. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Well, it's amazing, right? So, no, I think Jules, you're absolutely right. You know that whole aspect, and there goes the customizing again, personalizing, and yeah, you could wear out those words, and I'll probably find new ones in two weeks. Don't worry. Um, but I think it's incredible. It's incredibly important for people who are newly diagnosed. All right. So I am just dying to find out what this new complex season two is going to be all about. Uh, so let's move on to, to this exciting new thing. Uh, but before we do that, 
we have uh, talked to you guys about the complex way back when you first did that. Um, but not everybody mm-hmm. may have heard that podcast and they may not even know that complex one is there. So let's talk about season one briefly. Give us a recap of what you guys did there. And then, oh, please let us know what's happening in season two. I'm so excited. The complex is a narrative fiction podcast. So it's instead of like the typical, you know, talking like we're doing here, it's a story. You you are immersed in a, an entire world. Um, that world is a newly developed complex uh, apartment building in Austin, Texas. It's like eco-friendly, you know, whatever. Um, and I am the owner and manager of that apartment complex. Um, To my dismay um, and my unknowing dismay, I guess, all of my tenants are ADHD, all six of them, and I have no idea. So I go to James, who is James the therapist in the episode, not James, my dad, um, and uh, for counseling. Um, And I start telling him about all these people. um, And in the episodes, when I'm telling them about when I'm telling him about these people, we'll uh, have little flashbacks into the into the complex and see these scenes actually played out um, with voice actors and all that kind of stuff. So that's very much the same format that's happening in season two. Um, However, season one was much more of kind of getting to know the different kinds of ADHD and the different quirks and, uh, and, you know, mannerisms that come with those different things, uh, or that could come with it, right? It can be all kinds of different things. Um, So that was season one. Season two is much more aligned with uh, the book that James was kind of teasing of what happens when the shiny wears off. Um, How do we continue to deal with ADHD and and prioritize uh, prioritize the customization of all of our strategies in our everyday lives. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of how season two goes. Um, but we, we take it more into a group therapy context, which is a very fun, uh, a very fun little, uh, quirk about season two. Um, At what point is the episode, which one's the episode where the landlord goes into a white hot rage because nobody's paid their rent in six months? Like, is there at at what point do do we get those sorts of confrontations? Yeah. Conflict. (laughs) Yes, it does. Oh, there's a a little bit of that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Season two is as much fun to me as season one. We take on some really uh accelerated issues around ADHD, uh, you know, that have to do with developmental generational issues that people go through connected to ADHD. I'm not going to give away what those things are, but they're really a lot of fun. Uh, and I was just thrilled to do the group therapy aspect of it this time. And Pete, you would have been very proud of Jules and how he recorded this in his Jerry Rig Studios. I want to send you pictures oh, to put up. Yes. Yeah, it was, it oh, was man, phenomenal. Because this was <laughs> you guys were doing all of this remote, right? So we had we had thought about doing remotely initially, but it was gonna be too hard to for one ensure the fidelity of recording was high enough to, you know, be be good. Um, but two, since it is a a lot of group therapy discussions that's super hard to do like 
remotely or, or not when it's in not person. real time right. yeah. Oh, exactly. right. yeah um yep. and and the timing of that would just take either a lot of post-production to try and get right or um you know it just wouldn't wouldn't work so and what we wound up doing was going to my uh writing coach and editor robin's compound is what she calls it where she's got three or four living places uh on her acre of land in in east austin and we overtook one of her bedrooms and we we set up a recording studio in there on a day and everyone was had been vaccinated we were you know cautious about covid issues and things like that but it was un- i mean you can Jules we have some f- footage and stuff we'll have to send you of some of the recording and things of that day it was just beautiful it went off really well oh that's fantastic do you did you come bearing a clip I did. Yes. Yeah. I have a clip for us to listen to. Are they the same characters? Like, are they the same people? Oh, yeah. yeah. Same people. It's the same people, same characters. Uh, there, there were two actors that had to like get switched out because either they were not living in Austin anymore and couldn't make it um, yeah, or they just didn't have time to do the part. Anymore, Recasting so. in um, between seasons. You guys are right? facing all the big Hollywood <laughs> problems right now. I know, I know. And and just to think that we right. don't have the Hollywood budget either. <laughs> no, we have my yes. pocket book. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so here is a clip from episode one here. Okay, I'm here. I'm ready. We can start. T minus 38 seconds. Fall in, everyone. Son, I'm more of a faller outer. Let me just set this lounge chair up. Fall in, I said. We don't have much time. Mongo. Mongolian power fist. Focus your chi. Focus your chi. Previously on Mongolian. Jules, call an electrician. Stat. There's a problem with the circuit breaker. You really should have seen this coming. I think we need more than an electrician. Let me just catch you up here. Genius Boy, in his world-famous tech guru wisdom, ordered six sensory deprivation tanks, one for each of us as a gift to the complex. But when he plugged six 220-volt plugs into a daisy-chained dollar store power strip, well, suddenly it became my problem. (laughs) Sorry. I know it's not funny, but Ramon Berkowitz, the influential tech mogul, doesn't know how to plug in an appliance. I love it. Yeah, right? The point is, things are still disruptive. Something always happens to throw the complex for a spin. Doesn't ADHD ever go away? No. (laughs) It's a developmental issue. It looks different at different ages. It can be managed, but it never goes away. ADHD can be very bizarre and difficult to follow at times. Well, it's not exactly easy living with these people. I'm starting to wonder why I'm still sitting here complaining to you about them. I mean, if you could just, I don't know, be there. Wait, wait. Oh, my God. That would be a wild group therapy session. I love doing groups. That's not a bad idea, but you're going to have to come to us, preferably right after Mongolian Power Fists. That way, I don't have to worry about keeping everyone on schedule. That's a brilliant idea, actually. Because otherwise, trying to get a bunch of people with ADHD together in the same place at the same time is worse than hurting cats. And there it begins. Okay. 
All right. So that's that's a quick little sneak peek of uh, what what we have set up for season two. When here. when can I order the T-shirt for Mongolian Power <laughs> Fist? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if if you're down to set up some fighting monks, you know, we can. Yeah, we're going to need to take that, that to pilot up, so. immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right now. What a great idea. That's so fantastic. I'm curious how the group therapy, like, where did that come up? So it kind of came out of uh, when we were first writing it, we, uh, Robin and myself, um, James's writing coach, um, we were trying to figure, we didn't want to do the same format as uh, season one. Um, And we were trying to figure out a new way to do it. Um, And we started, we started it to where like maybe one or two people would be together, like brainstorming ideas about strategies they could have or whatever. And we were like, why don't we just throw everybody in the mix? Like that would just be so much more fun to have everyone throwing out crazy ideas um, of things that you could do to make something work. So it really came out of that. Um, and then later talking with James about like whether group therapy actually works for ADHD. Um, you know, he, he has a lot of experience with that actually working and how that can actually be facilitated. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. were able to take some it, pointers from that. I was but. just going to ask you a question. Yeah. Cause ahead, I do Megan. a lot of coaching groups and I know that one of the things that, uh, is the most value is not even the, it's not the strategies. It's the connection with other people who get them and just having that community. Is that something that is also portrayed in in the complex? Do you, do you see that connection piece? You do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we pull that in because there's an element of not only validation and witnessing, but a sense of safety that, oh my gosh, other people go through what I go through. You're kidding me. And you start seeing that and you start believing, okay, well, maybe I can talk about my crazy storms that have gone on if all these other people are having them too. And I think you're right. And so we really pull that directly in. And I love what Jules and Robin did with the writing, which they then pulled it into genres or areas of development in life that ADHD interrupts, but that are very normal and natural for all of us. And so because we with ADHD, we're still living our lives, right? It's still... It's just, but it just affects what all of it, right? And so it's, uh, and that's uh, what we're trying to get across again, is that this is a lifelong learn how to manage it issue. Uh, Y'all may have talked about another podcast, you know, some of the very difficult research about the nine risk factors that Russell Barkley's put out about and how uh, disruptive those can be to your life course, you know, to your life history. It's, It's tragic. So we really wanted to bring in the element that says, yes, groups work well. It's the validation witnessing piece. You're absolutely right, uh, Nikki. But it's also a brainstorming piece, right? It's a great way to customize and think about, oh, I could do something really quirky that no one ever thought of before, and that's okay. Uh, It's such a validating piece of kind of how you can get help. Well, and I think that often clients, my clients will forget what works for them. And so it's really helpful too to talk to other people and hear them say something and be like, oh, I remember trying that too. And it actually did work. Oh, maybe I should do that again. Mm -hmm. You know, just that, that um, it helps with just that memory too of, of what does work for people. So, so, Hey, here's a funny idea for clients who either working with you in group or even in what I would call pods of support, right? You get two, three, four, five 
of people with attention issues around you that can support you, but you start keeping track of the strategies in a strategy book. So it's like people can comb through this because it's a good way to spark interest or ideas or remember things. But, you know, a lot of times and I would tell, I actually use this in elementary schools, working with ADHD and kids who would come up with strategies that if your strategy is used over and over, that just means it's really, really powerful because people worried about their strategies being taken. I'm like, oh no, someone else using your strategies like validation that mm-hmm. you were really smart mm-hmm. about this. Uh So those are great ways for people to play with each other and what strategies have you come up with? And, you know, uh, that's great. So when is this season coming out? So we are set to release it on the first Mm -hmm. week of December. And uh, you will also be the first to know that it is, I am slating this and putting this out as my gift to the holiday season, to those for people Mm -hmm. with ADHD. Okay. Uh, we have been through, I'll just go ahead and say it, hell and back with the pandemic and everything else. And it's like, I couldn't think of a better thing to give back to people with ADHD than some fun resource to play with. And so the holiday season, it'll start in December and go for 12 weeks from there. And then I've got some a fun events planned next year uh, in February and March as well. Uh, beyond the podcast that I'm really excited about. Am I crazy or is that double the number of episodes last time around? It's it's the same number of episodes, um, but you have to factor in the afterthoughts that we're going to be doing. So so every other week we're going to, James and I will be having a quick little debrief of what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be nice to have 12 I was going to say, do you guys <laughs> really gets out of grad school and you I really mean, put him to work? Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> Oh, well, I can't wait. So excited to to listen to it. And thank you guys so much for being on the show, sharing your knowledge, sharing this great idea of a podcast too. It's, it's so unique and uh, just a pleasure to have you guys here. Thank you so much. Well, and also so nice. You can go subscribe to the thing right now. So search in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to it. Do you, you've got a landing page set up for it somewhere? Uh, yeah, if you you can go find it at jamesochoa.com. You're able to get to it from there. Um, but if you just search The Complex um, at on any streaming service that you have, uh, it'll come up with James Ochoa as the author of it. Um, and you'll see like a little cityscape at the bottom of the of the icon. Excellent. Well, we'll definitely put direct links in the show notes for people. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I will tell you, I'll throw out some foreshadows. You know, I do have some things coming forward in uh, national webinars and some uh, professional trainings. But on my second book, at some point, I think y'all need to meet Robin, my writing coach and editor, because she is just as creative as can be. And so as my second book comes around, I think it's probably a year to 18 months out at least uh she would be a hoot to have and talk about because she's you know Mm -hmm. just like us and uh, has a lot of fun writing with me she can tell a lot of stories yeah then we will look forward we will definitely do that but we want to see you before 18 months so (laughs) okay why does Senna want to see you too so y'all just let me know we'd love to come back sometime great all right right. thank Thank you you so much guys for hanging out we sure appreciate you uh, being here sharing your wisdom with us again everybody go subscribe now to the complex new episodes will be dropping but you have a whole season one to listen to go do it you're gonna it's it'll be good for you uh and we appreciate all of you downloading and listening to this show thank you for your time 
and your attention. Uh, on behalf of the good James and Jules Ochoa and Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. We'll catch you next week right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. Mm-hmm.